Shut up and sit down. Upside Podcast. Uh, we're back at it after, uh, I guess this is our second episode of the new year. Uh, we have, I'm Mike. I'm Ben. Yeah. As, as always, we're here together. Yes. And our names are still the same. <laughs> uh, we're still Mike and Ben. Uh, we have some exciting news. Uh, first, we are finally on iTunes. We decided that this pilot worked out enough. We didn't make such fools of ourselves. <laughs> We've had a pretty good response from the listeners, um, mostly just that we didn't do such an egregious job that um, iTunes wouldn't accept us. So basically the news we're breaking here that Mike can tell you is you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, how you would have traditionally, uh, but now you can also find us on iTunes. Um, Limited Upside Podcast, look for a little man missing a dunk. It's going to have SB Nation on it, so you'll be able to identify with uh, the brand you already associate and know. Except for now, Mike and Ben are on iTunes, yeah, so, so, so you can find us. So please subscribe. Uh, we, uh, we don't totally know what we're doing yet, but hopefully this will uh, make it look like we at least sort of know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're, um, we're on iTunes, and it's an exciting time in the NBA. We've reached, uh, you know, we just passed the official halfway point of the year. Soon the unofficial halfway point of the year, which is really more like the 65% point of the yeah, year. it's almost two-thirds. The All-Star Game is coming up here in New York City. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. Correct. And later on Thursday night, they will be naming the All-Star starters. There may be one little surprise at the at the end of the night, um, but otherwise it should be pretty standard. But we thought this would be a good opportunity for us to collectively name the limited upside All-Star team, uh, captained by uh, Nick Collison. <laughs> I think Nick Collison's actually quite the opposite of a limited upside guy. He... Uh, has far exceeded what probably people projected for him, right? Okay, fine. Okay, Captain right. by Kirk Heinrich. Okay, good. Well, well, we're just going old white guys who played yeah, for Kansas? Right. Okay. That's very rude. Very uh, Kansas-centric uh, captains here. Uh, here's, what we'll, here's what we'll call it. We'll call him the limited upside all-stars, Captain by Mike and Ben, because, well, what can I say? We're the kings of limited upside. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we're very scrappy. We're scrappy, yeah. We have intangibles for days, but that's usually not what makes the all-star team. But we do all the little things to help our team win, yeah, which yeah. Uh, like sweeping the floors and, you know, yeah. switching the Gatorade. I mean, Inflating the inflating the basketballs yeah, properly. A very, very topical. A very important task given yeah. recent events. Yes, uh, yes. But we'll figure what we do is why don't we, we go through the East first, then we'll do the West. We'll kind of talk guards. And we'll talk bigs, and we'll see who we both think and who we disagree with about who should be an all-star this year. It's been a lot of exemplary seasons so far in this Mm -hmm. this NBA, Um, not just at our top-heavy position of point guard, but the resurgence of big men. So we have plenty to talk Mm -hmm. about. I think we might agree uh, on a lot, and we might disagree on a few. Um, But, Mike, why don't I tee it off to you? We'll start guards, and we'll start east. We have a random list here. This is in no, no particular order. But if I said to you, Jeff Teague, what would you say? Well, let's look at the list. Uh, yeah. Here are the guys that we have as potential possible. Let's start with the starters. Um, okay. I okay. think we're kind of going between maybe four or five people in this in this spot. You got um, Jeff Teague of the Hawks. Uh, you have Jimmy Butler in Chicago. Uh, I think you have Kyle Lowry. Uh, you have John Wall, uh, and then the person who is currently, or at least as of the last All Star balloting uh, the leading the second leading vote getter was Dwayne Wade yes. I'm guessing you're not going to have Dwayne Wade on, don't think that Dwayne Wade belongs in your all-star team? No, I'm going to get this out of the way right now, I don't think that uh, Derek Rose or Dwayne Wade uh, should be on the team, I think that uh, Wade hasn't played, he's played pretty well actually and his, his per minute value on the court has been as good as it's been basically for his career, he's right around where he traditionally is, uh, even dating back to the uh, mid-2000s, but He's taking one in every three games off, and his team's bad. It, one of the biggest things you always hear this time of year around All-Star uh, arguments, especially Barkley makes this point all the time, if you're on a bad team, you can't be an All-Star. You're I, not inherently valuable you, enough to you make your own team that, good. No, like, I don't. I don't. But here's the thing in Wade's case. Wade had to be good this year for his team to have a chance of success. And the fact that he is still taking off one in every three games, that within games sometimes he, you know, he'll hold the leg, he'll take five to ten minutes off, um, that makes me discredit Dwayne Wade a little bit. Plus, it's not like Wade's becoming a better teammate or like deciding on a different role for his team where he plays every game but doesn't have to score 25. 
Um, and then with Rose, same thing. Rose has been in and out of their lineup. There's no definitive difference between uh, the Bulls over the last three, four years now with him or without him record-wise. It's becoming more and more marginalized. So I'm not necessarily sure that either of those guys deserves much discussion aside from me saying, I will not have Rose and I will not have Wade on my All-Star lineup. Let's uh, we'll circle back to Wade later. I think you know he's played 32 out of 42 games, so more than a third. Okay. More than two thirds. Uh, he had a stretch where he missed games. Sure. Um, I think you're being a little harsh with him, but I agree that he is. I wouldn't start him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the game. The fans will screw that one up, but that's okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's a rumor now, and we'll see if this comes true. Is that Kyle? There's a much of a Toronto push to push Lowry over him. It's so funny when, now. That, when that happens. When you get a fan base or like a, a newspaper or something like that, or Justin Bieber, or Justin Bieber and Drake, things like that. When you get a uh, a good social push, especially with the fact that you can vote as many times as you want, yeah, you can you can get a guy put in. And in Lowry's case, deservingly so, which is kind so, of ironic. Okay, here. so do you think Lowry is a starter in um, your mind? I yeah. think this is a tough one. For yeah, me. I I think Lowry is a starter, and okay. maybe maybe that's some. Um, you know, some justice from last year where I believe he was, was he snubbed last year? He was. He was snubbed. So, so For Joe Johnson, who, quick tangent, um, <laughs> one of the things we do uh, as yeah, with SB Nation is as we prepare for the All-Star announcements, we, uh, we make sure we write out kind of little blurbs for every possible candidate so that when they, they are announced, we're able to kind of just plug them in and post them quickly. We went through our whole list and just kind of thought about every possible person that could have been an All-Star. We did not name note Joe Johnson, so we got kind of caught scrambling when Joe Johnson was named an All Star over Kyle Lowry. We uh, did not expect last that. year. Last yeah. year, yeah, yeah. So yo, he is not he's not an All Star. So you think yeah. he he's a starter? Yeah, I think I think Lowry uh-huh. is a starter. And if I was going to go traditional point guard two guard, I think that the two guard in that position um, would be Butler. Now, but you don't that, have to go. You don't. You don't, you, you so don't have to go. So in the fact that we don't have to go that, I still think Butler is my starting two guard or my second guard uh, based upon how well he's played and how valuable he's been for the Bulls this year. Because if you take away Butler's contribution, and you've seen what's, hap- what's happened in the last couple of weeks with him declining a little bit, most so the Bulls. And that goes on both ends of the court where he's really their, their pace setter on defense and offense this okay, year. So you wouldn't take John Wall on your starting No, I think John Wall's having a great year, but I, I will I will tell you this, and I know this is super knee-jerk, like I'm the most knee-jerk reaction possible. Yeah. But watching him last night do exactly what has always been my criticism is when you need a big shot or you need that guy to get you 25 to 30 because that's the way the game's going, he, he couldn't do it last night. Yeah, and, and, but and the guy he was playing against decided that's what he needed to do. And Westbrook and, and the Thunder won. We're talking about Wednesday nights, uh, overtime 105-103, Oklahoma City over Washington Wizards game, um, where the, the second half, Westbrook just hit a gear, and it's really hard for teams to compete with that, even teams with other elite point guards. I was going to say, but, but Westbrook has Durant in this team. It, ha- it helps to, to have that. I'm, sure. I'm not saying Westbrook yeah. is that worse than Wall, but... Wall might have Durant someday. He sure might. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it. I, I would... I don't agree with you that Butler deserves it over Wall. That's fair. I yeah, really I, don't. I think. So tell me this: Why, why Wall then? Go for I that. think Wall is is so super important to the way they play offense and defense. He's the entire mm-hmm. key to how they play. The only reason that you know, they ever score is because of his ability to slip through, flip the ball through cracks and super, score. Super, super apparent last night. Yeah, great yeah. defender too. He stepped his defense up. They're the fourth best defensive team in the league after losing their best defender last year. Hmm. I mean, Ariza, right. And Ariza. Right. So they don't have him. They have Paul Pierce on the wing, who's done very well, but is 37 years old. Sure, uh, sure. But, the didn't, but didn't it feel like last night you kind of got a, a little bit of a, a snapshot, if you will, of, well, if the Wizards run into trouble in the playoffs, it's going to be because their best chance of getting a bucket in the final three minutes is Pierce hitting a really difficult shot. Yeah, I, I, and that, that is a criticism, but I think a lot of that has to do with the way the whole team is structured. You know, I was having this thought today. We'll get to Teague in a little bit, but imagine if you put John Wall on a team with um, all that shooting that Atlanta has. Well, sure, sure. No, I, don't I, think it would be a lot easier for him to score, get to the basket, if that was the case? I, absolutely. I, and so they don't have that mix in D.C. So I think that while that is a weakness, it shouldn't be held against him. To me, I think he's the number one guy. Now, would you I say think he's the best guard in the conference. I mean, I would take him over Lowry. Interesting. Now, I've been a big John Wall fan for a couple of years. Now, I, I'm, I thoroughly support point guards who make it their job to make the other players around them better. 
evidenced by his you know double digit assists per game, um, and the fact that when they put the head to head comparison last night of Westbrook uh, against Wall, one guy's stats looked like um, a dynamic NBA player, the other looked like a dynamic point guard. Okay, yeah, and, you know, much more assists per game, uh, lower turnover ratio, all that stuff. Now, one of the things I like about Wall is that last night he was able to diagnose who could. Who had something going for his team and who didn't, and he did it early on. Yep. Now Bradley Beal still forced a number of shots. I'll bring up Beal real quick because he's on our guards list here. He ain't making it. He's not going to be an All Star. Just cross him out right now. Just cross him off the list right now. (laughs) He was like five of twenty-one last night. Yeah, he had a rough game. But most of those and the defensive breakdown that cost him the game. The layup that Westbrook got. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Westbrook had two key layups in the game. Yeah. Both off a similar set too. Yeah. Um, But. That's neither here nor there. Um, one of the things that, that Wall did well was most of Beal's 21 shots or whatever came in the first three quarters, and the rest of the game, Wall realized that needs to be Rasul Butler in the corner, or that needs to be a pick and roll with Gortat. That can't be Beal today. Yeah. And that, you know, that's part of being a good point guard, getting the ball to the players who um, yeah. are going to be the straight. And you talk about you talk about Butler. You say that Butler is regressing mm-hmm. so the Bulls. If somehow John Wall missed the game. The Wizards are screwed. Oh yeah, they have sure, no sure. chance. He, he, for on both ends. Yeah, if you his, I agree, his plus minus numbers are curry esque. Yeah. this year. So to me, he's an obvious number one. I would take Larry by a nose as my my other starter, but I'm willing okay. to be talked off that. Um, so so we are not starting then. Let's tell. So if we're starting any combination of Lowry, Wall, and Butler, that means we're not going to start Teague. Yeah, that means, that means we can talk about Teague a little bit later. Once I think Teague, reserves. Teague is an all-star, but not the starter. That means uh-huh. we're not starting Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that I means agree. we're not starting Dwayne Wade. We'll get to some of these guys as we talk about reserves. Agreed. But I think Agreed. so. Did I sway you? Did I sway you to get Butler out of your starting lineup? No, I still had Butler in my starting right, lineup. Fine. I we'll just have, have to agree to disagree. Yes, we'll agree right. to disagree on that. But um, those are so those will be our two guards. The two forwards, the two forwards for uh, the Eastern Conference. This is a much well. We have three front court now. Remember? Okay, so is that how it goes? There's yeah, no, we don't do center differentiation. Yeah, three front court. Okay, the three bigs, if you will. Um, well, we can give one to LeBron. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron is one. LeBron even is, now, LeBron is one. Yeah, even now. I mean, especially at this exact moment with Cleveland just starting to hit their gear a little bit. Healthy yeah. LeBron being the impetus for that. Yeah. Um, here's my other starters. I want Paul Millsap as one of my starters. I'm going to agree with that. The best team in the Eastern Conference needs to have at least one starter represented on there. And being a big, uh, and especially a guy like in uh, Millsap's case, we've gotten to see him really become a significantly better basketball player after having already been a a high-money, good basketball player. So to take a step from being... uh, you know, an above-average power forward to being an all-star at this late in your career and to play for a team as strong as they have. I think there's a number of reasons to give him that accolade. I so agree. I would start 100%. Millsap. He deserves to start. Yeah. Uh, so Millsap gets one of my uh, one of my spots. Uh, I want to put Andre Drummond as my center. Uh, I want to put Drummond in there because the NBA, the best thing they could do would be to showcase this guy. Get him out in front of people. Let everyone see the, the freakish center, especially because since they've traded Josh Smith, his stats have been a lot more. If you, if you could extrapolate the past three weeks, of Andre Drummond's season over the course of the full season so far, I think it'd be a no-brainer. Yeah, but he doesn't um, even play 30 minutes a game. Tim Duncan I mean, didn't play 30 a game last year. Yeah, he didn't make the All-Star team. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> whatever. I don't. But, but that's also because of the earlier in the season stats. How many how many minutes a game has he been playing since the trade? Um, Can you bring that up? Can you see his games played? Yeah, well, well, Mike looks. I don't think up. it's. I don't think it's going to be too many, too much more because they play. They play so much four hours. Sure. And then when Mike brings that up, I'll tell you that my other guy in who... In January, I, he's playing less minutes a game than he did in December, 28.3. Ugh, it's killing me. All right, then the other starter I would have uh, would probably be Powell. Powell Gasol. You would put Gasol there. Okay. Yeah, I like Gasol. I think he's having a really good season for them as well. And Powell's a guy who I don't think anticipated carrying so much of the burden for the, for the Bulls. Yeah. But has stepped right into a role that he basically had to do in 2008 for the Lakers right now. Yeah. Uh, much later in his career, seven years later. So I'll give Powell the benefit of the doubt there. This could be the last time he could start in an all-star game. Yeah. He's been a really good player. So that, those would be my uh, my. So three those things. are your three. Yeah. Uh, my ground, Millsap, I, um, I want to quarrel a little bit with Powell. I'm not... I'm not if, if that's the guy, I'm, it's not, I'm not going to fight too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, though, his defensive limitations have really hurt them. Um, one of the big reasons I think they're worse defensively is that he can't go anywhere outside. He's got to stick in the lane, which forces Noah to guard fours, which messes a lot up. It's fair. My uh, other starter would be Al Horford. I'm going to start both, both Hawks big men. I don't hate that. Um, 
I, I mean, look, if, if part of this is we want to have um, on your all-star team some representation of a non-playoff team because that guy's played so well, then there needs to be some extra credit given to the team that's played the best and the players who have made that yeah, happen, I mean, right? I think it's just a very it's a very shallow conference of bigs, honestly. Um, yeah, I agree. So um, I think it's just tough, you know, all these guys have warts. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about them. Sure. Um, are we both in agreement that Carmelo, despite... Uh, being voted in should not be a starter. No, yeah, he shouldn't be. He will. I'm assuming he'll get the vote. He'll start. It's in New York, etc. But um, no, he's he's played sparingly. In, his team is incredibly bad. Yeah. Uh, and you know, one of the things with Carmelo is, I think people still, and I know I do, I still discredit what he's doing for the rest of his career based upon his decision to stay with the Knicks yeah. this past offseason. <laughs> it's, it's like you. you You've had the personal accolades. He's won a scoring title. Like he's he's a tremendous NBA scoring basketball player. But he could have added winner to that. Never yeah. going to put tremendous defense or a great passer or good teammate, maybe even on there. But he could have had championship accolade if he yeah. had gone to a different team and competed. Good for on, his brand. Though. On Houston and Chicago, he could be competing for uh, a title instead of the first pick in the draft. That will that that young player who the Knicks get next year will hit his prime when Carmelo is 38 years old. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, good for his brand. You know, great for his brand. We'll say, I mean, they're terrible, but still averaging 24 and 7, um, yeah. you know, while shooting. He's at 45% from the field, basically the same as last year. Uh, you know, he's not rebounding quite as much. Um, is not quite as efficient, uh, but still putting up big numbers. But I, I would agree. I don't think he deserves yeah. it. So, yeah. Um, okay. I'll surrender the point on Gasol so that we can agree. <laughs> okay, that works for so me. We'll so, we'll have, um, so those are our starters right now. Are, um, we have four that we agree on, Lowry, um, Millsap, Gasol, and uh, LeBron, and we disagree on Wall versus Jimmy Butler. Um, yeah. Let's look at the reserves now. Um, we get uh, three guards, two, or two guards, three front court players, and two wild cards. Okay. So I think one of our guards is either Wall or Butler. Yep, yep, we agree there. Um, and then we get to the fourth guard spot. And, um, you know, I actually think this is a little closer than – I think you're, it's easy to pencil in Teague, and Teague's had a great year. Um, but this is kind of what I was thinking a bit on – tweeted a bit about it. You know, someone made the comparison to me in my mentions, which is an interesting one. He's almost like the running back with a great offensive line. You know, with all that shooting – with all the space he has to drive. I mean, Teague don't is. you think that he's almost fishing with dynamite here with the way his numbers are great? That Teague is? Yeah, like that. Yeah, but the running back with the great offensive line still gets credit for the yards he's gaining. Right. Michael Murray had four All-Pros this year in front of him in the Cowboys, but he led the league in rushing. Those yeah, but linemen look, didn't. Here's a, but here's an interesting comparison, though. Yeah. You compare Teague to even Wade to uh, even Kyrie, yeah. uh, who has had to really adjust his game this year with new personnel, even to some of these other guys that um, we're talking about. Kemba Walker's not a good year, but mm -hmm. he plays with no shooting. I mean, especially to Wall. I mean, we talked about it earlier. What mm -hmm. if Wall was on the Hawks? Yeah. It'd be yeah. totally different. Don't you think that as good as Teague is, like, I think he's the fourth most important player on their team. Uh, you think he is less important than Corver as well? Yeah, well, I guess we can talk about Corver too. Because I, I would love to bring that up uh, together. I would I am all for this year in the Eastern Conference having four Hawks make the All-Star team. Mm -hmm. I think that only happened, what, with the, the Celtics in the 80s and the Pistons with the Rashid Billups, yeah. uh, Rip Hamilton, mm -hmm. and who was the fourth? Who was the uh, fourth? Tayshaun Prince. And Tayshaun Prince, good. Yeah. So, I mean, I would love to see those four get out on the court together because Corver should make it based upon the unprecedented nature of the Actually, statistical wait, season said, he's no, going you on. Know, Chauncey, Rip, Chauncey, Rashid, Rip, Rashid, and... Ben. I don't remember Ben. Oh, no, that was your Ben when he moved on. Yeah, I think it was Yeah, I think so it was Tayshaun. It was, it was Tayshaun. Yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. Yeah, anyhow, so um, I would love to see those four make it. I think Corver should make it based upon being the best at one of the most important skills in the NBA and wow. finally having the platform to show people that. Look, he's he's been the best shooter in the league or one of the two or three best shooters in the league mm -hmm. since he came into the league a decade ago. But now yeah. he's on a team good enough to get the recognition. He's playing a pretty important role. And like we've talked about before, uh, Corver does a lot of other things in the basketball court at a plus level. He just happens to shoot at an extremely plus level. Yeah, so and you I, would and take it. And everything, 50, 50, 90. Yeah, from so the you field, would, from three, from the three, uh, fr uh, free throw line. You would, so you 90. would take him. 
I would Corver as my wild card guy because he can play a little forward, a little guard, whatever. He's just going to come in the game. So who's, your, so who's the fourth guard then? So would you make it Teague? So I, I would make it Teague, and I'll caveat this with I also wouldn't hate at all whatsoever if my man Kyrie got in or Jennings got in because they're very fun for all-star yeah, purposes. Guess, yeah, well, let's talk about who's deserving. I mean, if it's yeah. fun for all-star purposes, we'll pick Gerald Green for the West team. All right, well, you know what I'm saying. It's not like Kyrie and Jennings both aren't playing well either. I guess it breaks a tie. Yeah, sure, okay. sure, sure. Um, I'll tell you, Jennings is a guy really coming on as of late. He's been great. He had twenty four and twenty one last night. Yeah, with two turnovers. Yeah, he was great. I mean, Orlando was terrible on defense, but yeah, yes. we'll, we'll I watched that game. We'll get our stat boy on this, but I don't. Who's the last twenty and twenty game with uh, points and? and uh, I think Rondo did it. Okay. A couple years ago. Okay, a couple years ago, right? Yeah, it's been a while. And I wonder if he only had two turnovers to those 20 Probably assists not. also. Yeah. You know, that's an incredible All incredible right. night. But, yeah. So your number four is Teague. Yeah. I like Teague. I don't think he'd be my number four. I would take Corver over Teague. Okay. Um, I think we both agree that Corver will be there, so let's just pencil him in for now. Okay. Um, you know, I might take Wade over Teague, too. I thought about that. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, again, it's almost Wade, like we've, we've devalued Wade, because I I we could go either way on that. I, I wouldn't start Wade. Right. Um, but, I mean, let's look at Wade's numbers this year. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and Miami is not in a position. So like, Miami I, is, like, hanging I, in there. I can I mean, tell you right, great. right now, I'm looking at it, um, Wade's purr is just just behind Chris Paul, and he's sitting at number 10 overall yeah. in the entire NBA. So He's averaging 22 22 points a game. He's averaging five and a half assists, four rebounds, shooting 49% from the field in 32 minutes per game. And it's not like, again, he's not taking back the backs off. He had like a stretch yeah. where he was hurt for a while. Yeah. To me, Wade is an obvious all-star. All right, well then Wade, Wade can replace Teague, but I want Corver in there just for the fact that we need to honor a skill. Okay. If we're going to give the guy who's leading the NBA in rebounds an all-star vote each year, we should give the guy who's the best uh-huh. shooter in the NBA. So Corver takes one of the wild spots. Sure. Um, and we'll talk. We'll circle back to Teague. I've got so we have right now uh, Lowry, we have John Wall or Jimmy Butler, um, and then Dwayne Wade as mm-hmm. our two backup guards. Let's go in the front court. We get okay. three of these, and I imagine with given the sh- how shallow this this list is, mm-hmm. the last spot is going to be a guard as well. Uh, yeah, probably. probably. Okay. But so I, yeah. unless we cheat and make Corver a forward or John say Butler, Butler a forward, exactly. Butler and Corver, if need be, could both be okay. called forward. Well, let's look at this. I think we have Horford. We're going to put Horford in one of those spots because we mm-hmm. talked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wouldn't put Carmelo Anthony on the team at all. Well, look, we know he's going to make it, so we should just move forward with that. Well, no, no, no. It's our All Star team. Okay, fine. Do you no, want him on the team? I wouldn't. I put Nick, okay. Nick Vucevic is making my All Star team. You know I love Vucevic, mm. and here's the reason why Nick Vucevic should make it. He's one of the best centers in the NBA. He also happens to play for a team who's basically figured out nothing on the basketball court aside from how to get him his 20 and 10, and he does it pretty much without having plays run for him. You'll see, they post him up a few times in the first half, a few times in the second, and then they run terrible offense up and down the court with nothing but the chicken, chickens with their heads cut off Orlando. <laughs> well, uh, they're like running like crazy yeah, right now. His, his power forward is like Tobias Harris, who's... Chang Fry. Chang, yeah, sure. Two guys made Harris. out of tissue paper who'd rather be at the three-point line. No. Um, so Vucevic is one manning down low and still puts okay. up big numbers. You're talk- everything you said is great, except that only you're talking about one end of the floor. Yeah, you're not talking about his defense, which, honestly, it's terrible. He's he got a big, really heavy bad, feet, man. Leave him alone. He's a really bad defender. He is Brook Lopez-like. Yeah, but he's maybe, but rebounding is part of basketball's defensive game also, and he's a tr- a significantly better rebounder than Lopez. Lopez is a no. Bad you're right. You're right. But but Vucevic grabs a lot of uncontested boards. He sure. has his stats in yeah. it. Like I have a hard time putting him on there when he's so bad on defense. But then I also look at the rest of the list. It's yeah. tough. I would still put Chris Bosh on the team. I know he's struggled a little bit of late. But when you look at all these guys, I mean, who Bosch else? started off very hot, but look, like, Hibber's not making it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tobias Harris, Gortat, they're not making it. Right. Uh, you know, Nene, Kevin Love definitely shouldn't be on you the team. You don't think so? I mean, yeah. Might. That's the whole thing. Like, Kyrie and Love, they might get voted in, but they haven't been all-stars this year. Well, Love is not going to get voted yeah, in. Okay. Neither of them is going to get voted okay. in. Okay, well, okay, so... I mean, Bosch is averaging 21-8. He's shooting 47% the field, 39 from three. He's, P, he's per, like you talked about, 21.2. Uh, his defense has fallen off a little bit of late, um, but still very strong. He's using 7%, 7 more, 20, 29 possessions per game, percent of his possession. I can't, I'm botching Tra- this. Try again. You know Tra- what I mean. Start it over, start he's, that over. He's using 29% 
of his team's possessions, which is a big jump from last year. There you go. They are not very good. His efficiency is still very strong. It's not what it was before, but mm-hmm. still very strong. They're not a great team, but it's not because of Wade or Bosch. Like, I would have them both there. Okay. No, look, that, that's fine. Um, I've had enough of the Miami Heat's everything about the Miami Heat. Yeah. You know, from um, from those two to uh, Spolstra to, to Pat Riley. Um I don't need any more heat in my life. Okay. We, we were we were inundated with heat for four okay. years. So Horfin and Bosch are yeah. two. Let's talk about yeah. you want you would vote for Vucevic. Um, I'm looking at this list partially because I'm a big and I, you know this. I'm a homer with Vucevic in terms of you know I liked him when he was a Sixer. I'm a big fan of the way that he has uh, pr- continually put up what I like to call center numbers, twenty and ten, and what he does. Um, what he does offensively is definitely enough to mask what he doesn't do defensively for me. But I don't know about I, I, maybe I'm just my memory is just I watched um, Detroit <laughs> just t- turn him into a turnstile. Okay, well that's night. fine. I mean Detroit Detroit's two big men Monroe and Drummond are doing that to everyone. Now let's talk about this. What do you think about Greg Monroe? Well, and again, part of this this argument with Drummond or Monroe is predicated upon the two seasons they've already had to play mm-hmm. in the first. You know, two thirds of this season, yeah, and right? The pre and post Josh Smith era, yeah. With their extended minutes and, tr- and or not, not just extended minutes, whatever that may be, but their extended roles, they've both flourished. I mean, they're both in the in the high double double range with some crazy statistical games, and their team, even more importantly, has been winning. Yeah, I mean, Morel's averaging a double double right now, yeah. fifteen and ten. Right. Uh, he all he too though, only playing twenty nine and a half minutes a game. Maybe that's some really good coaching by SVG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're basically rolling them both out of centers yeah. and playing four out. Yeah. Um, I would, I think, I would rather have Monroe on my team than Vucevic. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure. I, I might still take Carmelo over both of them, but uh, oh, I think I would it. rather have. Let, let's leave Melo and, and Love out. I think I would rather have Monroe than Vucevic. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, look, that, those guys similarly similarly interchangeable for me. Um, Let's just put them both down as like yeah. uh, so, so yeah. Monroe or Vucevic. I mean, it's tough though because I mean you could argue that Monroe is the third most important piston. You could also argue he's the most important. Right, piston. it's yeah. very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. The East is the East is a little bit. Yeah. Look, there's just le- we have less names on this list and yeah. less exciting names. Now, do you want to cheat and move Butler? To a forward spot, if if possible, yes. Okay, we're gonna easier. do that. We're gonna do that. <laughs> okay. Butler is a forward, which means now we have two more spots for guards. Yeah. Um. All right. I think that my man Kyrie's got a bad run this year. I really do. I mean, I think that this is. I think that he is obviously a flawed player. I think he is certainly not as good a passer. He's definitely not as good as John Wall. Um. But I think that this is a guy who's 22, still scores in bunches. He's averaging, again, 21 a game. Yeah, 21 and, like, 6. He's aver- his his uh, efficiency is way up. Um, you know, he's average- he isn't passing a ton. I think his defensive effort is better. I don't think it's it's yeah. there yet. You know, when you compare what he's doing, I mean, a lot of this is the, the curse of expectations. I mean, sure. if you look at the seasons that Kyrie Irving and Jeff T are having, I think – if you don't think about how well their team is or how they came then, in, I think Kyrie's having a better year. Yeah, but could Kyrie go to the Hawks and f- conform to playing the type of team system they I think run? so. Why not? I don't think that's the way he is. I, no, I, I don't know. So. I, I Teague think is not. Teague is kind of like, the difference is that Teague drives a lot more. Teague, yeah, Teague lives in the lane. Lives there. I think Kyrie would if they had a little, if he was the primary guy. The problem is that he's playing on a team with two other stars who's had to give some stuff up. But last year he didn't. Yeah, Last year he was on a terrible team. Okay, so he's got to play with two polar opposite ends of the spectrum, and he's right. continued to be the same player. That's the one constant here. Yeah, I I still would take him over Teague. You know, maybe you take both of them and just kind of yeah. make it easy. But, sure. um, if you're if you're asking me who is a, a more dynamic, especially in an All Star game situation, fun player to have, look, Kyrie might be the one of the best exhibition players in the yeah. world. He he's got. The most incredible handle. Mm-hmm. He hits shots from between his legs. Uh, you know he can throw an alley oop from the opposite free throw line. Um, what you know the whole thing is what the Hawks do. Millsap, Horford, Teague, and Corford. None of them are exhibition game guys. Yeah, uh, they're all like quality basketball players yeah. who play well together. Um, and, but yeah, and that's fine. They deserve for that purpose to show what team basketball can do in an All Star setting. You know. Um, okay, so the, 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 we yeah. have space now for both yeah. of them. The okay. guys we're going to leave out. Um, that I think um, no Joe Johnson this year. I think we can no. agree. No. no Derek Rose. Um, no Jennings. Although I, I think he made his push was a little too yeah. late. No Knight. One. Yeah. One name that's a little interesting on here that I threw on here is Brandon Knight. Um, mm-hmm. Who I just 
I don't think he's quite good enough. Um, I think he's had a good year, and I think the Bucks are an interesting team. But yeah. you know, I don't know if like Knight is like the. How guy come Giannis is not here? I don't think Giannis has had that great of a year. No, he hasn't. But I guess the Bucks just won't be represented. I think they just have too many. Like they're just too much of an ensemble. It's weird, right? Because they're a team who's like similar, like the Hawks light almost in terms of like not one particular guy, but a bunch of guys doing right. The, you know more than they um, could have been expected to. Um, and they're in the middle of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Ahead of the Heat, they're, you know, their team together has been more efficient this year than the Nets. Yeah. Uh, you know, than the Heat, um, than the Hornets, who people liked a lot. Uh, you know, so it, there's something to be said for, uh, for Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight's also a guy not dissimilar to Kyrie, who might be more of a two than a one. And maybe that sometimes you need to appreciate that than discredit the fact that or he's maybe not. like a zero guard or whatever Simmons is turned yeah, I mean, sure, Kyrie, sure. I mean, Knight's uh, shooting. He's a he's averaging eighteen a game, eighteen and five. Yeah. Uh, his he's shooting his two shooting percentages up at fifty seven. His PR is near nineteen. Not a Good. great defender, you know. I don't. You're right. It's probably yeah. not quite enough. No. So, but onto the west. Onto all the right. West. So just to review, our all star team is Lowry, Waller, Butler. Well, let's now with Wall. Now Butler is a forward, so we have to move Wall in there. You see how I snuck him in? It's well done, Mike. Well done. All right, Lowry and Wall with LeBron, Millsap, and Gasol. Off our bench, we got Kyrie, Wade, Horford, Bosch, Jimmy Butler, Corver, and Teague. So four Hawks players, uh, two Miami Heat players. Uh, Toronto, Washington only get one. Cleveland gets two. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I feel like that's and Chicago only gets or Chicago gets two. Chicago got two, yeah. Powell and Butler. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. And all those guys are on winning teams, except for maybe the Heat guys, which I think is interesting. No Carmelo, no uh, Vucevic, no Kevin Love, uh, which I think is, is no Hibbert, no uh, no Tobias Harris, uh, no. I was going to think of someone in the Celtics, but then I couldn't. No, they've all been traded. Um, yeah. All right, let's go to the West now. To the West. To the West. Where our task is a lot more difficult. Yeah, let's, let's start this off with the most uh, obvious. I'm going to give you the two most obvious players, in my opinion. Your starting guards uh, are Curry, uh, Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook. Okay, that's not, I was not who my starting guards are. Okay, so those are the two current best players in the NBA. In, in my humble opinion. Curry's re- playing at an MVP level, and Westbrook is probably the only person in the league who could take it to Curry, and did so a week and a half ago when OKC whooped up on uh, Oakland. But that's, that's part of, that's part of wh- why, I have, why I make Westbrook an automatic, not only because he's playing off the charts hoops, even despite a little regression because of fatigue, I think, in the past two weeks, mm-hmm. but he makes sure that he always beats the other point guard he's playing. Like Wall last night or Curry a couple weeks well, ago. Well, his team beat him. I don't know if he yeah, beat him. Yeah, the, but the, the crux of Serge Ibaka was awful last night. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Kevin Durant beat Durant was very good last <laughs> night. Don't get me wrong. But Westbrook's second half, that's the that was the turnaround point. The, was, the energy he put into the first five minutes of the third quarter and the final ten of the game, including overtime, was the difference in the game. Yeah, but Westbrook has also missed time this year. Sure. Oh, and how can you not have James Harden in your starting as a starting oh guard? Oh my God, that's right, James Harden. I forgot about him. Now, I still, I mean, you know, I'm a homer here. This, this I'm going to lose this I'm overruling you here. Harden fine, is fine. my starting you guard. You put Harden and Curry in there. I'll now see. we should stop here. Um, Kobe Bryant not in your All Star game, even though this uh, is who everybody wants he's to see. The, he's the mellow of the West Co- yeah. West Coast team, the Western team. Yeah, he makes it. He does. He makes it. He makes it. He makes it. I, 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 I've come full circle on Kobe. I used to really dislike Kobe. He went to a rival high school of mine, and uh, I've never really been a big fan of his personality, mm-hmm. the evil, evil, maniacal components of him, you know, not smiling when taking pictures with kids, not taking his sunglasses off indoors, stuff like that. hate that stuff. But the Kobe this year, it's like you're watching a man who's mentally admitting defeat, yeah. kind of going through the motions of, wow, I'm, I'm on a last-place team. I'm f- I am getting older by the minute. And I can't even play three games in a week anymore. But from a fan's perspective, I'd love to get in there and see him chuck up some threes in the All-Star okay. game. Be part of the whole, like, handing over the torch type thing. Because he's never been one to relinquish his grasp on the NBA. And I think you got to finally see it. Um, yeah. I, I think you've got to finally see that um, in the Cavs game the other night. where He was kind of 
jovial on the court. With yeah, the was like, that was not how Col- Kobe's always been cold-blooded, 1980s NBA basketball player. You might be my friend off the court, but on the court, I will grab you by the trachea and try to punch you in the face. Yep. And that was the first game you got kind of got to see almost new age basketball rubbing off on Kobe. A little bit of him kind of coming to grips with where he is. Yeah. And I'd like to kind of see that be um, even further uh, extrapolated in the All-Star game. I wish we could give him a 13th spot so that everybody could be happy. Um, you know, I guess it is our All-Star team, so mm-hmm. maybe we're allowed to do that. Yeah, sure. He could be the player coach. The player coach. Player okay, coach. Kobe is a 13th spot. Yes. Because he is definitely not worthy based on his merits. Okay, so we're going to say that Kerry and Harden are the starters. Yeah. Then I'm going to tell you that We'll get to the reserves in a second. I, I feel like we should hammer out the guards just because they're that's the good conversation almost, right? Well, let's hammer out four of them and let's go to the wild cards. Okay. All right, well, you would still have Westbrook I think there's missed time. I think there's three guards for the two spots. Okay. I think, would you agree on that? Uh, you have Damian, Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. Chris Paul, and Westbrook are all all-stars. And they're, yeah. all, they're three of like maybe the 12 best players in the NBA. So you would still have Westbrook there, even though he's missed games. Yeah, yeah, he's been potentially. Uh, I mean, not not potentially in small snippets since he's come back into the league. Uh, Westbrook's number three in the NBA in, in in PER, just behind his teammate Kevin Durant. Um, and when he came back, that was really when the Thunder season started. Not when KD came back. That was the icing, you know, a little bit extra. They started to finally you know, reach their playoff gear. But when Westbrook came back, that signified like, all right, we need to get back into this. Russell's back. Okay. Um, He's that, played exactly t- two thirds of his team's games. He missed yeah. fourteen. They played forty-two. Okay, so um, I mean, Wade Wade played what thirty-two of forty-two. He missed ten. Four games difference. That's yeah, not a big deal. Wade's in the East. Yeah, okay, big that, difference. That's fine. But okay, um, so Lillard goes in there. Yeah, I think I think we have to put Lillard in there. Let's separate Westbrook for a second. I think Paul's got to be in there. Um, 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 yeah, so I think I think Westbrook probably deserves it, um, but he also has been kind of crap in crunch time this year. Hasn't been that great. Yeah, I don't know. Let's just put him in there. I think it is kind of tough to leave him off. Yeah, he's 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 tremendous. Um, uh-huh. Okay, then simple one, easy, uh, nice and easy. Do or I should say, uh, nice and easy question for you: Is Kevin Durant qualified to play in the All Star game despite his lack of games? So he's played in only nineteen games this yes. year. Um, so he's played in less than half right. of their games. Yeah, this is really tough because it's hard to imagine an All Star game without Kevin Durant, without the second best player in the NBA. Yeah, let's, but. <laughs> He has only played in 19 games. This well, actually really hits it. What do you think this game is about? Yeah, what do you think this game now, is about? Now we're getting, like, esoteric here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Scrap that. Scrap what the game's about. I'm going to tell you that I think my two forwards should be Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis. Oh, well, I think we can and agree on Davis. my center is Marc Gasol. That's my Western Conference team. It would be Curry, Harden, Durant, Davis, Marc Gasol. And that might... I mean, aside from not having LeBron in that team right there, that could be the best five that okay. the NBA could create. All right, so let's let's put Davis and Gasol are, are shoe-ins. Shoe-ins, they, yep. Um, and they're currently would-be starters as of this minute. Yep. Some of the other guys on this list, um, other than Durant, Blake Griffin, who I think has been good but taking a step back this year. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, who may be hurt for the game. Yeah, and thumb injury, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, who I think was a shoe-in early in the year, but it's kind of fallen off a little bit as the Kings have been just... He'll make it. So you would put Cousins in? Yeah, I would put Cousins in. Cousins is a gifted player, and whether or not his president or team owner is aware of how to put pieces around him is not Cousins' fault. He has changed what appears to be dedicated himself to playing basketball and not talking to you know the refs on the court and uh, making it about his personality. It's far more about his yeah. play. I think he's regressed a little bit, but I agree that his, um, his coaches well, let are... Let me put it this way. I think Cousins is more deserving than Dwight Howard. I agree with that. You well, know? Dwight's also missed time. Sure, Dwight missed time. Um, There's one guy on this list that we'll talk about in a bit that I think deserves some recognition. So um, we already have our five. Well, I'm not. I'm still not totally sold on Durant. Okay, who who do you have instead of Durant? Let's well, that's there. the thing. I'm trying to figure out who else is here. Um, do we agree that Aldridge is an all-star? Yeah, I love LMA. I okay. think LMA and Lillard are the anchor of a really good team, and they both deserve to be on there. Yeah, I think Aldridge is an all-star. Um you said cousins. I'll mm-hmm. reluctantly go along with that. Okay. Um, is Blake Griffin still an all-star? I think he is. Um, 
man, it's tough. Blake, Blake has gone in the opposite direction from what people wanted him to be. Right. It's like it's like when you get a shiny new toy and you play with a shiny new toy too much, your other toys with which you used to play with, they, they, they get dust on them. <laughs> like his dunking or his yeah. playing off the right box or left box and back to the basket game. I mean, he's abused his mid-range jump shot, which is what the NBA has kind of gone away from, kind of ironically. So with his percentages going down, his lack of aggression so far this year, and the fact that Clippers have been a little bit disappointing, I'll tell you, the fans are going to make sure, or in some capacity, uh, who, who's the coach of the Western Conference? Oh, no, he's, he's starting. Yeah, he's Blake, starter. Is, Blake is yeah. in position he, to He'll be an, an all-star starter, but in my opinion, not even an all-star this year. I, I don't think he's been so in the So you good. would not put him on the team? No, I don't think who he's Who would been you put on the team instead? Duncan. I was just going to talk about Duncan. I think Duncan yeah. absolutely deserves to be there. He's yeah. having his best season in years. Floor is yours. I, he's been great defensively. He's playing more minutes. You know, they needed him to. He's been just as good offensively. He's been the glue that's held that team together. The only healthy one, too. The only healthy one. I think Duncan deserves to be there, and I don't think it's a lifetime achievement award. I think he deserves it. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree completely. Um, I'm going to put Duncan on the team. Uh, I'll leave Blake for a second. Um, I'll go along with you and put Duran in the starting lineup, although I think it's unfortunate that... So here are the guys we have for the last spot. Um, Blake Griffin, this is how hard this conference is going to be. Blake Griffin, uh, Clay Thompson... Uh, not no, not him. Marquise Morris. Marquise Morris is not Marquise making the Morris? team. Uh, Blake Griffin, uh, Clay Thompson, uh, Mike Conley, uh, Tony Parker, Eric Bledsoe. I think has been very good. Um, Clay. Yeah. Dirk. We didn't even mention Dirk yeah, we yet. Didn't, we didn't hit Dirk. God, the Western Conference has too many yeah, good things. Dwight Howard. I think we agree is not going to make it. Maybe we just let the West play like an A team versus B team, <laughs> and the e- the East team can play. Uh, like instead of doing the uh, celebrity game, we'll just have the East inner squad scrimmage. You know? Yeah. Maybe can the East like trade for um, trade for cousins? It, it'll for, be like, like it'll be like Candace Swanpool or whatever her name is, the Victoria's Secret model, uh, <laughs> the guy from Maroon Five, and uh, Dwayne Wade on one team. Obviously, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you stick Dwayne Wade with the non players. Yeah, exactly. That will be one three on three team. Yeah, and then we'll bring. And like we'll get like a Billy Crystal, um, uh, Donald Trump, and um, you know LeBron James, and they can play against them three on three. More people would watch that than the mm-hmm. All Star game. <laughs> All, right. All right. So who's your last All Star? Um, I think this is very difficult. Yeah, right. th- this is really tough. I put Clay uh, as my last All Star because okay. we need another guard. They have the best team in the NBA by leaps and bounds, and I think a large measure or a good measure of Kerry's success is the fact that he has Clay, and an even larger portion of Clay's success is the fact that he has Kerry. But the fact that they are kind of mutually uh, benefiting from each other, I would keep them both in there. It's nice to have the whole Splash Brothers thing. They're both young. It's a cool, like, watch them hit their, uh, you know, take their licks, hit their stride, make their all-star game, win a couple playoff rounds. kind of helps build that whole, like, uh, momentum that we are both as a narrative and as fans, looking for with Golden State. Okay. Who's your last one, Mike? See, I probably would take Conley over Clay, but I know you're going to disagree with me because you're not a Conley fan. I I would not hate having Conley there. Okay. Um, I think Dirk is out. I think he's he's not having as good a year as he usually does. I think he's out. Um, You know, it's tough not to have Blake Griffin on the team. Uh, you know, I wonder again if we talk about you know the kind of expectations kind of getting in the way here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Mike Conley. Okay, that's fine. So so read our West team off. Read our starters and our bench. What's the West look like? So Conley or Clay's. So our starters are Curry and Harden with Durant, Anthony Davis, and Marcus Saul. What a team! Uh, we have Damian Lillard and Chris Paul, uh, Russell Westbrook, Marcus Aldridge, Demarcus Cousins, Tim Duncan, and either Conley or Clay Thompson. No Blake Griffin. No Dwight Howard, no Dirk Nowitzki, uh, no uh, Kobe in the honorary 13th spot. As a no Phoenix Suns. No Suns, no Mavericks. Yep, um, Yep. no Mavericks. It breaks down only one Warrior or two, yep. only one Grizzly or two, yeah. two Blazers, uh, only one Clipper, one uh, only one Spur, two, t- one Rocket, two uh, Thunder players. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, right? And one Sacramento King because we gotta have Boogie on there. Because you gotta get your Boogie on. Yeah, man. And hey, no Utah Jazz. How how did Gobert not make this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Not a Gobert. You know, you're right. I changed my mind. Gobert is the, the 12th guy. What's his nickname again? The Stifle Tower. Oh, the Stifle Tower, that's right. God, Got a, but a good nickname. Did you, nickname. did you like my Embiid nickname? What was your Embiid nickname again? Um, Jello Embiid. J-E-L-L-O. Jello Embiid. Because I'll tell you what, I haven't heard that yet. And if that becomes like a fun t-shirt that people start buying or something. Why is that fun, though? Jello Embiid. He's a fat guy. Yeah, he's a fat guy. He's J-E-L-L-O. Nobody wants to buy I had a much meaner nickname. Uh, Joel and Feed. Oh, see, <laughs> poor, very poor, Mike. Takes very little very academic bad. pedigree for that one. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> just to review, um, our East starters are Lowry and Wall. With Wall, I kind of butt in Butler out there cleverly. You want to give credit to me again yeah, for that? Yeah, sure, it's yours. Lowry and Wall with uh, LeBron, Paul Millsap, and uh, Gasol uh, with Kyrie and Wade uh, and Corver and Teague, uh, Horford, Bosch, and Jimmy Butler. Uh, in, in the West, mm-hmm. in the West, West uh, Curry and Harden. Durant, even though he's missed half the year, I think we have to have him there. Uh, Gasol and Davis. Uh, Lillard, Paul, Westbrook, uh, either Mike Conley or Clay Thompson. We disagree on that. Mm-hmm. Aldridge, Cousins, and Tim Duncan. Right, so no Blake Griffin. So if we were saying, how much money would you bet on the West in a real basketball game? All right, what would the spread be? What would the spread be? West by... Is that like a West by double digits? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. probably. If, if the, and this is in a, in a world where this is not an all-star game. They're each Every player is playing individually for $10 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, by yeah. the way, the way to solve the NBA all-star game, not that it's broken. I think the NBA all-star game is fun because people accept it as a fun exhibition yeah. with five serious minutes at the end. Um, I think the way that if you wanted to create a super competitive game, and this is what the MLB all-star game should adopt, that way they can get rid of the fact that it actually weighs on the real season, mm-hmm. money. Put some money on it. You want players to play hard? Put a million dollars ahead for the winning team. Great. That's like one-sixteenth their salaries. Sure. That's pretty good for one exhibition game that you have to be selected to play in. Yeah, you know, I guess it would, my, but then... You'd, you'd have far less people saying, thanks for the invite, but I'm not going to play this year either. I mean, the, the, I, I kind of like, like the idea of incentivizing with money. That's the only way to get to these guys. Money, money, money. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think that the West would be favored by 14. West by 14. West by 14. Wow. And then we could, we could say, though, if, if the East wanted to, though, and just play strictly like a short bench, like if they, uh, <laughs> if they, uh, if what's his name was coaching. David O was there. I was saying, is Whitman, <laughs> rotation. Whitman from last year was coaching, we'll go with six guys. Uh, but if you went with, like, uh, whatever, Wall and uh, Lowry as your guards in some combination, and then if you wanted to go small, you went Butler, LeBron, and put one of the biggest guys on the court. I don't know, Horford. Drummond or Horford, sure, any of those guys. That five they, they might be still, hard to beat. Yeah, unless the, yeah. the other team's five is Curry, Harden, Davis, Durant, and Marcus Gasol. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine a high-low big man game of Davis and Gasol? Unfair. God. Unfair. It'd be so good. It would be so good. Now, <laughs> real quick before we head out, yeah. I want to get your thoughts on the Rising Stars Challenge switching to the U.S. versus World format. Is that true? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, and we were thinking about this. I feel and like U.S. should kill them. No. Think about, this is the world team. If it's just, again, rookies and sophomores. Yeah, yeah. The, ro- the world team, Schroeder and Wiggins in the backcourt. Oh, the Canadians, that's right. Giannis, yeah. Gobert, and uh, Meritage. Yeah, it's pretty good. Whereas the American team is what? Because well, the three three of the best American prospects are injured. Or hurt. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, the American team is what? Um, Noel. Noel is starting. MCW. Carter Williams and Oladipo. Uh, uh I mean, the injuries are key here without Parker, Julius Randle, like guys like that would be playing right. in this game. Um, yeah, and the yeah. world team, you know, also would have uh, Exum, Nurkic, Alex Lynn, uh, Steven Adams. Uh, they're, like, super deep up front. Well, Adams is only a second year in the league? Yeah. Wow. They'd have Steven and Adams. I guess, oh, McLemore would probably start on the U.S. team. Does Stauskas play for Canada? He doesn't make it, does he? he and and then Shabazz Muhammad would probably be the other starter. Yeah. It's not a bad player. No. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting game. I actually kind of like that format. Um, maybe that'll make them play a little harder, too. But that's actually one of the more fun parts of the whole weekend. Um, because those guys do take it a little more seriously because they're yeah. still trying to prove themselves. It's, like, important to be the standout in that game a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way that, like, in every exhibition-style game, Kyrie tries the hardest. Yeah. That's how everyone Do you plays remember the uh, Kyrie-Brandon Knight battle a couple years ago? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, okay. You don't remember that? No, Kyrie Brandon night? Yeah, like maybe two, when they were both uh, in their no. second year and they were just kind of going right at each other. 
Uh, you know, I think that may have been a rivalry that started in high school because Knight was a standout player scorer uh, in high school, and mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving played for a, I think it was like St. Pat's or St. Anthony's, one of those two schools up here in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and they used to play in all the showcases. I'm sure AAU in high school, they used sure. to go head to head over and over and over. And then obviously one went to Kentucky, the other went to Duke. Um, obviously with Kyrie then hurting his uh, foot pretty early on in the season. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, when I saw Kyrie play in college, against Michigan State when it was one versus two in the country. Lucas was still playing point guard for Michigan State. It was my first time and only time uh, in Cameron Indoor. It was like there was one NBA All-Star on the court and nine children. Kyrie was so, so good, and he stood out. But yeah. it was the same game that he has right now. He scored all the points. He dribbled in circles around guys. Yeah. I couldn't tell you who a teammate of his was in that game. But Man, hey, I'm still, and I still ride with him. He's only 22. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying he won't eventually. I'm learn. still riding with Kyrie. The problem with the Cavs is not Kyrie. It's no. uh, it's love, I think, in his role. And maybe and maybe by the next time we do a pod, Mike, there won't be any more problems with the Cavs. <laughs> they seem to figure it out. I am freaked out that they're going to catch. I, I do not want to see them in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I, the perfect path for the Wizards to me is the like, three seed. Is like the Bucks in the first round. Like, they stay six, yeah. and then Chicago in the second round. Assuming Chicago gets the two? That would be, like, or ideal. Or, like, like, I don't know. I have to see them play Toronto. You're, you're I mean, Toronto is struggling a bit. You're looking for a path where the Wizards don't get Cleveland in the first round. Right. Don't get don't Atlanta. get the Hawks in the second round. Yeah. Yes. Basically. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, we'll, tell, we'll talk about some playoff scenarios, maybe some predictions for who we think will make the conference finals. We'll kind of revisit our conference power rankings, maybe do a little MVP, coach of the year, rookie of the year. We'll touch on league pass guys, the players we seek out to watch, the teams we seek out to yeah, watch. Two of my favorites playing Thursday night. Uh, who are those? Utah and Milwaukee. Yeah, I challenge, if anyone, tweet at Mike, find me a, a single NBA fan who is also... Um, as obsessed with the Milwaukee-Utah combination as Mike. Please let him know. We want to find everybody. That. Everybody who has a blog yeah. is going to be watching, or in my case, recording that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, morning. we want to find those, uh, those, those pink elephants because uh, there they're, aren't they're they, special people. There are more pink elephants than you think. Trust I know me. there are. Because there's tons of NBA nerds just like us, man. Are you not excited about that game? Uh, the I, other game, you know what the other game Thursday night is uh, Chicago-San yeah. Antonio. No, I'm like. not excited about that. I've watched both those teams play too much this year already. I'll tell you what I'm watching tonight, Mike. I'm watching future draft picks of the Sixers, hopefully, uh, going against each other. Indiana and Maryland are playing with two of the, two of the most explosive college guards in the country. Um, really, really, really good players. Um, Which two? Um, you have uh, Mello Kimball. Ah, uh, yes. On University of Maryland. I thought you were a Maryland fan, weren't you? Yeah, I followed him a little bit. This guy, Kimball, supposed to be uh, good. It's, it's Trimble. Trimble with a T. Mel, Mel whatever. Trimble, yeah. Mel Trimble. Uh, and he's a, um, he's a true freshman, and he has explosive handle. He's a little small, so he could be a little undersized, but I think he'll end up being a lottery pick this year if he comes out, or a consensus All-American next year. Okay. Uh, so, if, he's if a, he so both of these guys could replace yeah. Carter Williams when they trade him. And Yeah, right. Well, yeah, sort of. Uh, and then James Blackman Jr. on uh, Indiana, true freshman, 6'4", filthy two-guard, a real two-guard who can come into the NBA and play two-guard. He's uh, averaging about 16-7 and seven right now. Okay. Good player. That's what I'm watching. Indiana, Maryland, Big Ten hoops, almost at ACC Big Ten Challenge. It's just Big Ten hoops now. <laughs> but we'll talk about all that good stuff next time. Uh, Limited Upside Podcast, Episode 7. Yep. Yeah. And reminder, again, you can subscribe to us on iTunes now. Uh, you know, just type in limited upside. You'll find a graphic of a guy who can't dunk, um, <laughs> which <laughs> I think is well. We had a, one of our friends, one of your friends, designed yeah. that for yep. us too, right? You want to yep. give him a little shout? Shout out to Coach Andy down in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, great guy, really good graphic designer. Tell us if you like the logo. But uh, yeah, until then, find it, subscribe to it. Limited upside. I'm Ben. That's Mike. Until next time.